It's August 6, 2017. I'm Ryan. I'm Sandy. And I'm Yannick. And this is Pixels Weekly. Hey, guys. Hello. We've got an action-packed show. You were gonna, wait a minute. We can't have an action-packed show and you be getting ready to go for a nap. No, I mean, like, I just got up from a nap. Like, I napped today. I napped so hard. It was so good. I can hear our voice gonna... well fully rested, I feel. <laughs> yeah? Well, I mean, do you feel like that, that you're, you've fully snapped out of it? Are you ready to bring the energy? The listeners need energy, right? I, I, had, I still have so much sugar in my system. Oh. So much sugar. Yeah, just a yeah, concentrated Sunny, headache. Yeah, Sunny and I are at our company's summer party, and they had a candies bar. But when I say like jar full of candies and uh, cotton candy as well and all yeah, kind of like dirty stuff. Uh, you know, when I worked at Squarespace, it was all about the healthy snacks, the protein bars and the and the the water things. And now you guys have a candy a bar, water. candy bar. You still no, have that. Was, this but is it like was, the party. Yeah, it was at a venue. It was like, you know, once a year. Well, except for the Christmas party. So technically it's a party every two, you know, twice a year. But um, yeah, we had we had quite a treat, a treat over there. I don't remember what I was eating, but it's certainly the weirdest combination I was doing. I had like, um, I was having a, a small hot dog in my hand and then a taco on the other one. And then when I was done, I turned around and I saw one of those chocolate a pretzel sticks. And I was like, oh, yeah. that, that can fit together. That's going to work well for my belly. And, yes. Uh, you know. No sugar. <laughs> and before the summer party, I got a waffle with banana and uh, strawberry. No, look at you chutting yourself. And wow. whipped cream. Wow. And then Damn. a scoop of vanilla ice cream and chocolate Damn. syrup. It was a beautiful day in New York. We had a lot of fun. It was so nice. It was so pretty. I went to Brooklyn. I walked around. Wow. I got Curtis to leave his apartment and walk around Brooklyn with me. Good yeah, for Kurt. Kurt. Good day. Good day. Curtis was at the party and he tapped on my shoulder when I just arrived and was like, hey, man, good to see you. Turns out I'm heading out. So have a good one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Hi. Bye. Hi, yeah, bye. Did you, Yannick, did you show up at this party fashionably late? Uh, yeah, as you have to. You know, I showed yeah. up, like, the party <laughs> started at 2. No, I, the party started at 2. I showed up at 5, but, you know. Oh, but it's God. Just, wow, that's super. That's not fashionably late. That's late. No, because it's like, it's, you know, it's like it's a trap. You, you, start, you, you start hard when nobody is really here, and you start too hard, so you get tired, so you get into this, you know, the... Mm. <clears throat> The, in this part of the wave, you know, like the, the, you know, you're not really ahead of the curve anymore. You want to pace it out, right? You want to you be can't a go peak intensive. party when you yeah. go hard. You get, and then I can go hard for three hours, and three hours is a good amount of time for me to drink and 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 see everyone. So, and and then don't blame me. I organized an after party at my place after with a couple of colleagues as well, which was Holy super fun. Cow. So are yeah. you just was that all yesterday or today? It was all yesterday. yesterday. Okay, because I was gonna say, are you ripped up right now doing the show? I'm doing great. <laughs> we, you know, did nothing all day. Just try to hide in the bushes and kill some heads on, on PUBG. That's all I did today. Cool. Heads. Cool. Kill some heads. Shot some heads. Shot Speaking some of heads. PUBG, I played my first game of PUBG. That's going to be on the show later, and we're also going to be talking about could PUBG change the way that all online games are played? And I'm going to be talking about that a little bit later. But we've also got the International, Splatoon, and a lot of other stuff to get to. So uh, why don't we get to the news? Let's get it. Let's get started with the bad news. That's me. No. That's me this whole time. <laughs> so. <laughs> Sandy is the bad news. <laughs> I am bad news. I am bad news Sandy this week. Do, 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 do. Splatoon 2 had Splatoon the Splatfest, and if you guys don't know what the Splatfest is, it's like, it happens every so often, and you pit one item against the other item. For this Splatfest, it was ketchup versus mayo. Uh-huh. And everyone, like, everyone likes ketchup. Ketchup Makes is great. sense it's to me, condiment. yeah. Ketchup versus mayo, of course, ketchup probably won. Uh, I would disagree, but ketchup keep going. Won the popular vote by 73%. Oh, okay. Everything seems okay. right so far. Sounds good. Sounds good. Was ketchup... Belgium included into the votes? I'm not sure. <laughs> ketchup lost. Okay. The solo and the team rounds by like 1% and 2%. No, you, so must, that... you must be mistaken. I said ketchup is the best, so it has to win. Mayo won the Splatfest. I hate it! Won. I'm so mad. They lost the popular vote. Oh, my God. But they, they won 
with the players. Nothing. Nothing. Wait, so what was the players? Was it, like an invi- was it like an invitational tournament or something that happened to represent both teams? So the, this is all yesterday. The entire day, uh, all day yesterday, if you were Team Ketchup, Team Mayo, you were paired up Team Ketchup versus Team Mayo. And Team Mayo just had more hardcore fans and players who were just beating oh, the butts out of Team Ketchup. Even though they were outnumbered. So it was like everybody that was playing the game was choosing a side and whoever was having, I guess, like the most wins, like the best win rate or whatever, was making his team win, right? Yep. Okay. It's kind of like in For Honor when you kind of like playing a zone and and if your 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 tribe if you represent your tribe and you're winning the game, you're helping your tribe conquer the zone kind of thing. This is madness. Mayo I mean, is a travesty. I can't believe it. I think Splatoon is, Platoon is changing the way we see the world, honestly. I don't like are, it. Are they? Uh, uh, yeah. I, mean, I think I, it's an upset. I, would I have, think it's an upset. I would have, ketchup I would have should have won. Yeah, Splatoon, like, the ketchup team probably has a lot of casuals. I would have been part of the Mayo team, I know. Oh, oh. You yeah, wait a minute. You, well, now, talk me through this. Because, no, Sandy, let's have yes. an open mind for a second. Let's okay. say, Let's say that people who like... Mayo are have legitimate thoughts and feelings, which of course we know they don't. But let's say for a second, they <laughs> they're do. real people. Okay, <laughs> Yannick, tell right. us about why you like Mayo. Well, like you said, I like to be ahead of the curve. Oh. I like to be, at, you know, I like to show up at party late. Yeah, you skate where the puck late, is going. You know, yeah, I, I I have to be, you know, I have to be one step ahead. And I, when I was a kid, I always had this mental um, state. And um, ketchup came into my life earlier than Mayo probably because he was healthier. And I just got really bored, and I needed a new challenge. I needed something new. And that's when Mayo, you know, reached out. And, and I saw the hand of Mayo far in the corner. Yeah. Uh. And, and in the fridge, corner of the fridge. And I was like, oh, I'm going to try you out. And um, turned out, I just, like, I, if you ask me, I'm going to go for the, may- for the Mayo. Depends on the Mayo, but most of the time, you know, I'm not disappointed. I'm not super picky about the kind of Mayo. Okay. That's what I like, too. It's not hard to find good mayo. Uh, it's not hard to make your own. Um, my grandma oh, was always making you make some. Your own. Is, that, is that what this is? You make your mayonnaise? Yeah, it goes great with fish. It goes great with asparagus. It goes great with oh. fries. Wait, wait, wait. Did you, you say mayo and asparagus? This is madness. Well, the, 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 <laughs> the asparagus you can do with a vinaigrette as well. But, but I sometimes or just I leave do it, it with, alone. With mayo. It's just, just asparagus. Leave, no. Asparagus is great on its own. No, <laughs> but, not the, but not the green asparagus. The, um, the white ones, the, the ones that are steamed. I I don't know I, if you ever, I don't know if you got have ever had those like you I know the asparagus here are green and kind of like not steamed but like to, like um, I want to say like not toasted but um you know put on a pan or like just steamed but like green Grilled. and we have and we have white ones that we just boil in water and just they just become very soft and watery and you eat them very hot and you they're like very they're very soft, so they're very hard to keep in your hand or whatever, and even you eat with a fork. But and you you put them in a vinaigrette, and it's awesome. But anyway, back on the topic of mayo. Yeah, ketchup doesn't make me travel as much as mayo does. I'm sorry. This it's, is it's just like it's too much. It's just too much. Why, it's too much like uh, you know. It's too much wannabe. It's too much like I've seen it. I've done okay. it. You know. Well, the good news is that your team. One. Unfortunately, Ketchup is going to have to take this one on the chin. We're going to have to go back. Is there going to be a rematch? Is, is, I mean, is Ketchup I don't know. asking I, for a rematch? You know, we may have to wait years for the next Ketchup Mayo election. True. And, yeah. um, you know, I think it's just that Ketchup didn't have, it didn't have the message. It won the right. popular vote. It was too cocky. It was just yeah. like, look at me, I'm red. And that's it. And Mayo was offering more. You know, Mayo was like offering a texture. A mayo was offering a new uh, image. That's so oh, yeah. gross. I, you're making it worse. Mayo's offering a texture now. Oh, yeah, no. A texture. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. Get that texture. Let's get well, off of this topic. <laughs> um, I want to, okay. And I don't want to find any transition for this one, so I'm going to dive right in. Spotify yeah. is coming to Xbox One, you guys. Whoa. <laughs> I wanted to, no, I wanted to do a shout out because it's been something I've loved using since I discovered it on PS4. I pretty much every time I play on PS4, I turn on my Spotify. It syncs up with my libraries, whether it's Discover Weekly or or let me browse new new gaming stations. 
sometimes I discover new stations and I just let them on and I forget they on. I feel like they become part of the game because um, that's how well they're curated in my opinion. Yeah. And uh, so you know, I'm I'm a big fan of Spotify, big um, big subscriber, and and not that I own an Xbox, but Xbox is doing their catch up once again, and this is one step. Uh, one step further in catching up the the PS4 system. Um, there's no official release date, release window announced, but you can probably expect it very soon. And uh, you can probably expect to have the Discover Weekly playlist and the daily mixes. Um, and it's something that, yeah, something that um, Spotify is obviously uh, willing to work with. And they were they were always Sony always repped and Sony reps always stated that Spotify would was an exclusive partner f- of PlayStation, but. Apparently, this deal has been broken, and Spotify probably saw a piece of the cake here. Would probably with the Xbox Scorpio as well, and everything, and see how the the table as you know the turn has flipped. Uh, the hype is around Xbox and Microsoft right now, mm. um, and also Microsoft recently released a desktop app for Spotify. Um, uh, I just use Apple Music; it's so much better. So. Well, once again, no, I think no, we can we're have, not going to restart this. Once again, we can have a battle. Yeah, once again, we can have a battle because I've never <laughs> really. That should be the next Spotify, Spotify or Apple, Apple Music. And Apple music. I, yeah, and I've given Apple Music their their fair shot, but I didn't see an incentive for me to switch. So you know. Well, hey, it is what it is. 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 Um, yep. Do you guys play when you guys play on your console? Do you like listen to, listening to music? Do you put like any app on the side or your iPhone on on your favorite music app? And see, you it's let funny it that in? you said that because I I think I would if I was playing a game almost like the way you played Destiny on PlayStation Four. Like, oh, I'm running my dailies or whatever. I know these missions back to front. There's no reason for me to like have to super Immerse. super listen to the yeah exactly it's not a story thing this is me just going for it um so maybe i'll use this that would be nice if that was possible yeah i mean it's like it just it just like you put it on i put it on low volume you know and i usually uh, like you yeah. said with destiny i turn or with fifa also is a great game for you to play with music because there is no music uh, you really need. I mean, especially if you play. If I, when I play Destiny a lot, I just sometimes it's great to just hear the sound effects and remove the the game music. Um, you hear more things. It's just it's just a different experience. So I know a lot of um, hardcore players that turn off the music, um, and uh, and because at the, at the end the music are always the same. Just it doesn't bring anything new, and uh, and 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 always putting a little uh, one of your favorite playlists in the background to help you go through this experience with like a little bit more comfort. Like you said, if I don't need to immerse myself too much, I'll I'll do that. But most of the time when I'm discovering a new game, I'm like, all right. Yeah, music of the game, sound of the game, everything at a hundred. No other app, but yeah. Well, there you go. Well, I, I there mean, you have it. Quick news. Quick news. Hopefully, people like because I know those kind of news get lost in the dark and like, oh, this thing just showed up. Okay, that's good to so, know. That's I need to people know. to know. Xbox fans, Spotify is coming. Music. I'm excited. So my first story is a pretty insignificant one for the day, and it is that I played Pyre. Um, I played Pyre. It's really, really good. Uh, for people that don't know about what Pyre is, it is kind of a uh, post. Uh, the, the it's it's kind of hard to describe actually, but the the best way for me to describe it is in its moment to moment gameplay. At times, it is a cool post-apocalyptic basketball type of game (laughs) where you are making movements and positioning people and trying to throw throw a ball into a basket or essentially um, like dunk it, if you will, and you get actually more points if you can dunk it. Um, So in that way, it's really, really cool. But saddled in between that is something that I think a lot of people who weren't expecting it might find a little hard to swallow, which is a pretty slow-moving text adventure game. Um, yeah, I could see that with Supergiant. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's, I guess the part that I didn't hear about in going into this week is, you know, everything that I ever saw from Pyre and, like, a E3 demo and all that stuff was always, like, this cool basketball thing. I was like, this is really neat. Like, I can't wait to try this. And then here I go, I go to get it, and uh, I'm playing this 
text adventure and I'm like, I don't know what's happening anymore. <laughs> um, but it's, it's not all bad. In fact, it's actually quite fun. The story's super immersive. Um, the, I guess the only thing about it is I didn't get too, too far. Um, because Tacoma came out, which will be my next story, uh, in the round ahead. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's just one of those things where I said, okay, well, when it comes to engrossing story, I've got Tacoma right here in front of me. So let's focus on that. Nice. Yeah. I, yeah. I love the art though. I just checked the trailer. I oh, didn't know great, about yeah. this game. I heard someone else saying that Pyro was, uh, Definitely something they wanted to try it. I think it was part of our gamers channel at work, Sandy. And yeah, and I, I, you know, is it one of those like turn-based thing or is it like no? So when you're well, in your, when you're in doing text adventure, then you're doing a very sort of distinct uh, kind of plotting, move along, making choices sort of thing. But when you're when it's basketball, the way it works is only the person that has the ball can move. Mm -hmm. And uh, you have to pass it, essentially, and that will get another person the ability to have the ball and move. But while you have the ball, you're vulnerable, and if anybody touches you, you die and kind of have to respawn, and you have some sort of penalty associated with that. So you're constantly trying to position your characters so that you can, you know, get into the right position and... But at the same time, get around these people who could potentially kill you on your way to slam dunking it and handing control over to them. So there, there's this like constant back and forth with it. Yeah, um, this was described as being like a party based RPG. It, I just like the I artwork. guess. <laughs> yeah, and the and like you said, Sandy, the soundtrack is awesome. So this is from Super Giant Games. They made Bastion and Transistor, and boy, oh boy, do they really know how to do um, settings. And if you care to do reading in, in Pyre, which there is plenty of reading, um, you do get a lot from it. Yeah, I do like their storytelling, and I do really like their music. I think Darren Korb is the guy that's been doing all their music, and Greg Kasavin, who used to be on GameSpot like, way back when, when Jeff Gertzman was still on it, he's also part of the Supergiant Games team. And they're actually a pretty small team. So seeing these three games come out that are beautiful, great soundtrack, and they're kind of fun to play with, it's nice. It's like, yes, a small team can make a beautiful game and still be indie. So everyone else, get on that. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, dudes. Make good games. Thanks. GG. Sandy, what else game. is happening in, in, in the news? Oh, more bad news. No. The International. Oh, no. Yeah, I hate the International. <laughs> did, they, did they go national? Finally. Uh, not yet. But oh. right now the International is in group, group stages. So all the teams that were invited... They're duking it out to see who's going to be on the main stage at the end of next week. So the international is a, it's a pretty long event, and the team that was in the top last year was actually knocked out in the group stages, and that is Team Fanatic. I believed they were fourth place last year, and going from like being among the top five teams to just being kicked out like day number two is a huge disappointment for them. Apparently they didn't know what they were doing. No one really knew what was going on and they just had a really like bad, bad lo loss. Sorry, yeah, that doesn't sound great. Get better. The <laughs> Get good, Trump. Get good, Trumps. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, the international, how much money have they raised this year, by the way, Sandy? The first place prize pool is $10 million. Go. Chill. Go. And the, uh, and the thing is, like, they sell compendiums. And the compendium How is... How could we forget? <laughs> it's, a digital, it's a digital book, and it's, like, $25. And 25% of that $25 goes to the prize pool. I'm pretty math. sure someone out there who's good at math can do, like, the overall breakdown. Uh, 
that's not us. We're not doing that. Yeah, I don't want to do math. Yeah, because no one could possibly calculate 25% of 25%. First place takes 10.4 million. Second place takes 3.8 million. Third place takes 2.4 million. And fourth takes 1.6 million. Split by how many players? Split by four players, five players? Plus the organization? Yeah. Okay. So, like, the top team... Crumbs. Crumbs. <laughs> yeah, they'll be okay, huh? Uh, even, But, like, even 18th place gets something. They get $59,000. So, that's something. All Not right, a so lot, but it's I something. Get, we get to hear a lot about the internationals, and that's a lot of money. But how does the esports competitors um, manage to get revenue all year? Is there any other big tournaments that they are expecting, uh, that they are looking forward to in terms of uh, importance? There are three other tournaments besides the international. All those tournaments lead to this. So it's the Dota Majors. Uh, Kiev had one of them. Uh, the other and you one. Get, and you get money for winning, uh, not just qualifying. You also get a, get a prize pool for the winner of those uh, events. They're not yes. just qualifying rounds. Okay. Right. Correct. See, they're also prize See, pools. See, Ryan, I, well. I, I, I just invest myself. I, I sound like you I'm interested. You do it, man. You know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You powered right through that. I felt like you cared, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, whoa. It was like, awesome. You can also get in game signatures hey, of no. your favorite esports competitors mm-hmm. yeah. when you purchase the compendium. And if you pick who the winners are as a spectator, you also get in game prizes. So it's interesting, it's fun. I did not purchase the compendium this year, and I purchased it. I've purchased it the last three years. I'm like, you don't. My twenty five dollars can go elsewhere. <laughs> yep. Ten million in, a, in an Overwatch statue, for example, maybe. When I had a lot yeah. of Dota FOMO, which was a while ago, I also purchased a compendium, <laughs> which was um, never. But I have floated away from it in recent days. That sort of, uh, I guess, that sort of type of competitive online gaming. Okay, so we talked last week, and uh, listeners, I invite you to listen to last week's episode, but we talked, you talked to us about the fact that Dota 2 and Valve are taking this, okay, this, um, the chance with this uh, event to make it more, make the game more approachable, approachable for casuals. How mm-hmm. did this event help out? Did you, you told us about a stream that was giving the casuals or the noobs a little bit more of an um, introductory commentary, as we can say. How did that go? Did you see? Did you check it out? I haven't watched the, the newbie stream because I usually watch uh, yeah, you're the other a pro. streams. Got it. Yeah. And I think that stream will be more important during the main event and not so much during the group stages now because no one, okay. it's kind of like the World Cup. No one wants to know what the group stages are. They just want to know who the winners of the group stages are. Gotcha. And then they want to see who, like, wins at the very top. So right now it's just group stages. Fnatic was, like, a favorite. They were expected to go top three, and they've been knocked out early. So upsets upsets can happen early, can happen to anyone. <laughs> well, there okay. you go. Well, the the team that won and closed out the group stage with a draw against OG um, and finished on top of Group B, LGD Forever Young. They gotta change that name. I, I don't know how the commentary <laughs> can just be pronouncing their team name and, and at the finals. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't even. I don't even bother. <laughs> um, another um, to piggyback. Uh, we know two more countries that are going to be at BlizzCon for the Overwatch World Cup: Canada and South Korea. No surprise ah. there, but it's just a quick, a quick blast, a quick info blast for you guys. You know what? Did you uh, do you know how they ended up uh, naming Canada? Uh, you mean the Overwatch team? No, I mean the uh, the whole country. Oh no! They said, uh, "Hey man, let's uh, let's go put some letters into a hat." And, and the other guy was like, "Oh, okay, that sounds good." And then they went in there and they started pulling out letters. And one guy says to the other, I got C, eh? <laughs> next guy says, I got N, eh? I'll see myself out. I got D, eh? <laughs> uh, we good? I think I got, we good. <laughs> I, I got think six that's letters. It, man. I think we, I got we six got letters. It, yeah. 
No, we need six letters. <laughs> Canada, isn't it? Okay, cool. Canada. Yeah, Canada was the team at Overwatch. Canada was is probably the team that uh, contains the most um, known uh, players, the, the 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 most famous players. Some YouTubers out there, some Twitch streamers out really? there. Really, Canada? They've got terrible internet. Yeah, but apparently they can still upload videos, <laughs> which is a shame. No, it's uh, they're not part of my favorite, but they're definitely one of some of the biggest leaders of the Overwatch community. Uh, Surfour, um, which is Surfour, if you use a Belgian accent. Um, Surfour is like a big YouTube guy and tr- streams as well. XQC, which is a very, very obnoxious streamer. I cannot watch his stream for more than 20 minutes. He's just like, he talks a lot. And he certainly did the same during I watched the stream and certainly did the same between games. He was the one doing the calls, obviously, but he was the one um, he was the one. Uh, but he's in the top 100 best players in the world. But he has a legitimacy, but he's just like very, very just hyperactive. Yeah, you know, when he plays, some of those guys, some people can stay, have to stay quiet when they play. Some other people have to express themselves to play well. And he's one of those. Um, anyway, I'm sorry. You know what we say to that? Sometimes hijacking. bitches need to get hit. Yeah. Sometimes bitches need to get Yeah. It's a truth. That, that doesn't mean... No, no, hold on. I need to clarify this. This doesn't mean women. This doesn't... No. This means bitches. Bitches. Little bitches. Did, did you guys see, like, what Overwatch... What the Overwatch League is doing in terms of, like, the players and how they're going to get paid and all that stuff? I haven't followed on any of that. I heard they had guaranteed, like, yearly salaries. Yeah, so... Every single person that is on an Overwatch team in the Overwatch League is guaranteed a salary of fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, which isn't—it's not bad when you think about There's it. There's nothing. For, it's, it's certainly food money. Yeah, I mean, for like a kid, you're pretty young. I mean, as a first career, I'm going pro, it's not bad. And then I think you get bonuses for winning games, and you get you get health care, which is not something that you get right now on the other teams so if you win the international for example you get all that money and valve will pay the taxes on that prize money for you but you don't get anything else after uh, right and and medical stuff we know is like the highest cost and i know you could say like oh younger people get sick less or whatever but like you know uh we do this as younger people. We go and we put something off or we don't get checked out. And we really should. So, like, hey, kids, you sick? Go get checked out. Go get checked out. Go get checked out. Get somebody clicking on you. Get somebody looking up records. Get somebody uh, just seeing on your insides and taking peeks in there. And <laughs> just making sure everything's looking okay, you and know? Just check if the mayo is mixed well, you know? Just check up uh... your internal mayo that you sort of generate. Like, I went to the doctor and they were like, "There's you have 40% mayo in here. We're going to get this number way down. 40% mayo. 40% mayo. My whole body. Can you believe it? I, I cannot. No. Are you good? Yeah. Hey, guys, guess what? Mm. I played my first game of PUBG. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Sweaty balls. <laughs> Sweaty balls alert. We got to talk about this, man, because uh, the, I have so much I want to talk about with PUBG. Okay. Um, but just to walk you through this, I started, I booted up the game, and I, you know, you do, I didn't know what to expect. I just kind of clicked the ready button, and I go for it. Sure enough, you know, it's like every story I've ever heard. You're jumping out of a plane, and you land, and... I, I just didn't anticipate the sense of sheer panic that would overtake me <laughs> when I hit the ground. I just immediately was running around just being like, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. What, door, do open, open door. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I, I was just anxiety ridden and uh, running around trying to find a gun, trying to find, you know, a helmet, something to protect me. You're not quite naked, but you're you, you are in terms of just being naked. able to defend yourself. So I'm picking up all this stuff and, uh, you know, I just run a little bit and get killed immediately. And my I just I go back to the menu. My heart's pounding and I'm like, calm down. I got to do that again. <laughs> I, I can do better. Round two. Do better and round two, right? So um, I wanted to talk about a couple things uh, about this game that uh, I guess maybe doesn't get said in some other shows because I feel like everybody's talking about PUBG nowadays. The mechanic of dying in a multiplayer shooter and just 
getting to leave right away is awesome. It's like really, really good. And I feel like I haven't heard anybody talk about it. So many games just make you sit there and like spectate your team or wait to be revived or right. let you like drag around and, and really just waste your time that you could be having fun. Because if you spend actually so little of that game actually shooting people, you know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. Um like, if you do get to shoot, like, I still don't know what any of the weapons, like, most of the weapons are, or how they shoot, based on the name, certainly. And so I have been really thrilled by it. I mean, Yannick, have you been playing more since last time? So, just like you, I've, I've, I come from an Overwatch-heavy uh, schedule in terms of gaming right now. That's, yeah. that's kind of like my mindset. I jump in. I get a lot of shooting. I get to do a lot of left click, left click, and I I know my 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 keyboard shortcuts. I know my bindings. I know my controls. I'm comfortable. And then now you make me jump uh, into this game that we talked about last week, and I wanted to get more game time. And I only played solo because I feel like I need to get my hands a bit more dirty. I need to get to learn a bit more before bothering someone else to play with me. And so I'm 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 understanding that I need to learn it the hard way but what i was doing this past days was just to jump into one game and then be like okay that's it that's it for me i'm i'm kind of like not bored but kind of like already burned out by the like you said by the energy that this game is consuming for me i need to learn uh, the controls i need to remember to hold my breath when i when i aim um i need to remember the right weapon i need to sometimes pass the frustration of not getting loot because i'm i don't know the good loot spawn yet um so it's um, this game is a learning curve, not just aiming, but just going around and also remembering the tempo of the cloud and, and the, the area of the map restricting, like reducing itself. It's important yeah. to know when to move and when not to loot and when to loot more and what to loot, what to expect and... Uh, and, uh, and, and and know that you won't get far with short-range weapon. Or if you don't have a scope, you're probably going to die soon. So it's just been like, it's just been like different. <laughs> no scope, and, you're going to die. Yeah, it was good because like, like I said last week, the first game that I ever did was like top 10 and I killed one guy. So I pretty much find myself killing myself out of the play zone. That's exactly, you know, not knowing the tempo of the game. Um, and then I just finished before starting the recording of this one. I finished uh, eighth with a... Um, eighth with a uh with with four kills so you know and 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 it's pretty good man between there and 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 this one that's that was my most kills but between there and then it was like just very like a roller coaster it was just being like a lot of hope in one game getting loot early and feeling good and getting shot from out of nowhere or another one was just someone camping upstairs on the roof where you know i guess he heard me coming but i i couldn't expect anybody to come and so it's a matter of like knowing when you will expect enemies in an area it's about about it's about scouting the scouting, uh, scouting the environment in front of you and where you want to go and being very strategic about this and 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 also learning how to be patient so it's a change of pace and today is probably the day when i got most games in a row probably two or three or four and uh, and it felt good just like now i get you know i adapt my controls i have more i have like five buttons on my mouth that I, on my mouse that i can con- that i can bind and so i added like opening the inventory on one of the mouse button just to be cl- oh, click oh that's a looting. really good idea yeah 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 you know i was thinking about also instead of having alt being the button you click to map to to look around you in third person i was thinking about binding also the the another button on my mouse to to be able to scout the area by clicking this button. Sure. Um, so, yeah, and then, and then just right now, you know, I'm, I'm happy to talk about this game because I just come out of this good game that I had. And, uh, <laughs> and, and it's honestly a game where pff, I don't... I, the, out of four kills, the last two kills were in the last 30 seconds. There was three people around me. One guy that I heard coming in a car, and he was actually prone next to his car. So it took me a little bit to go around in car and find him. I shoot him. And while I was shooting him, another guy was seeing us fighting. And he started taking shots at me after I... I, I get the first guy down and i right you know in like a half second i do like a 45 degree turn on my left and i see his head pop off out of the grass and i aim and shoot his helmet shoot his head out like in two oh. seconds i was like it quick scope like super dramatic like i was in a spy movie oh yeah every single no but yes. two guy you know two guy two guy quick scope out of nowhere was just like and and like ryan said you're just waiting for that moment to happen and it's just like 
it's just like you know you either quit you either leave or you either get the get to kill and you get to, you get to continue but you've been looting and and traveling the map and trying to get yourself in a safe place for 20 minutes and you never know if your positioning is right and then you get those two quick shots and then a third guy out of nowhere finished me so i wasn't mad about the third guy i was like come on dude whatever but um but yeah you get into pretty um interesting situation it's it's very satisfying when you feel like you're smarter than the guy you just killed it's like you know it's like i had a better positioning than you i was thinking about more things than you uh, you didn't see me come in and i'm but smarter Sandy, that is scrub. the thing to say too which is like yeah every time i describe a moment from this game it feels like i'm describing an action sequence so yannick unlike you i've been playing mostly in doubles with tyler or whatever because i'm so bad at shooters i need to be carried mm -hmm. basically okay. to have some fun <laughs> that uh and You know, there was one where a guy shot me, he downed me, and Tyler, with like 12 bullets in his pistol, killed that guy. Another guy came around the corner, he downed that guy. Um, I ended up uh, I ended up crawling to Tyler and then got shot by a new guy that popped out with a shotgun. Must have been a new teammate that we didn't see before. That dude had a shotgun, shot Tyler once. Uh, shot again, Miss Tyler, shot again, Miss Tyler, and then he started reloading, and Tyler grabbed a frying pan and was just <laughs> whacking this guy in the face with an iron frying pan. Did he and kill him? And we were like, come on, Tyler! Like, Davis and I were screaming, we were like, you almost got it, you almost got it! Uh, and then just like with one you know, hit left, Tyler got shot by the guy who reloaded his shotgun, and it was just like... We lost in a really spectacular fashion. This all, by the way, happened in the first 90 seconds of the entire match. Uh, but it was just so funny and it was so exhilarating to watch, like mm -hmm, spectating mm -hmm. your teammates, that it was... I, st I still keep having a lot of fun with it. And I think it does have problems in terms of like how weird it feels, like how unpolished it feels. I know it's early access, but like it is a pretty popular game. They have a lot of money at this point. Like, yeah. Um, and, oh, speaking of, because I know you're going to jump into another topic. I recommend you check articles about the reshade software and reshade is a software that you can install and it's legal. Uh, the the blue, blue hole, makers of PUBG, said it's legal through a tweet. And uh, it's pretty much a, uh, a graphical software that um, improves the graphics and the, f the, the polish of the game. Uh, it adds a little bit more vibrant colors into the game. It adds a little bit more um, sharpness. And uh, you don't want to stack too many of them. But I found an article that I can send you. And if people want to tweet at Pixelscast, if people want to know, I can, I, can send them, I can send that to them on Twitter. Uh, it's, very it's very easy to find. You just like Google reshade PUBG and someone is giving you a tutorial and, and recommending what um, what shade to apply and to apply and uh, I, I applied three of them and I you know I I noticed the difference and the game is way sharper it doesn't fix everything but the colors are way better everything is a little bit more vibrant you you may need to turn the brightness down after it because it, the game really shines and like you know It really, uh, colors really stick out. And, um, yeah, I've been enjoying the game since I put this reshade. Because otherwise the game looks a little bit too gray. Um, yeah, the game is kind of, it's definitely hard to read stuff. So if you, if you want to, you know, if you want to use that, just hit me up. And I'll, I'll say, if you want to try it out. It's totally just like manual. I mean, manual. It's like no configuration, but you can opt in, out, opt out of, of different shades. If you want to test some out, you can easily toggle them on and off during the game. It's pretty easy. One of the things that's interesting is that they have basically gone into hitting half a million concurrent Steam players this past week, and now you're starting to encounter uh, like server busy type of stuff. I mean, this game is really like its popularity cannot be uh, overstated at this point. But On Friday, they post Steam posted an article. Uh, I was just noticing it when I wanted to start my game today that um, PUBG was uh, reached the 500,000 concurrent players, Isn't which that is crazy? which is pretty insane. I remember. I don't. I don't even know if I can remember any game doing that, but. Um, Yeah, it's it's it has a it has a reach and, and it's funny because the game has a lot of problems, but I think that we're just in a and they're just in a best period for them to have a game like this and uh, not a lot of games are giving what PUBG is giving you, and uh, and it's new. But you wanted to talk about something, Ryan. You uh, you teased yeah. us in the early in the show. What's what's the deal? You think that's gonna change the way we're gonna play multiplayer games in the future? I think so. So 
PUBG, uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, released uh, pretty recently their Rules of Conduct. And I think this is an incredibly extraordinary document. And when I say that, I mean I think it has both implications for the game, but there's also some just basic facts about it that I think are amazing. The first fact of which is it gets through eight rules without ever saying anything about actually cheating or manipulating the game, which is crazy. But let me, uh, Sandy and Yannick, have you seen these rules? I have not seen these rules. Okay, let me read them for you. There's 14, so I'll try and get through them really quick. Number one, do not use any discriminatory language, including but not limited to any language regarding ethnicity, nationality, race, gender, religion, sexual preference, or personal beliefs. First of all, one hell of a rule number one, but we'll keep going. Number two, do not use extremely foul language, including but not limited to excessive profanity or language that's graphically sexual, grotesque, or violent. Number three, do not make threats of real-world violence or other intended harm unto other players or our employees. Four, do not harass, stalk, or purposely do things to make someone else feel uncomfortable or threatened. Number five, do not share personal information about yourself or other individuals. Number six, do not engage in, request, arrange, or offer illegal activities or materials. Number seven, do not impersonate other individuals. Number eight, do not spam, be it in text or VoIP. Number nine, here's our first one about a video game. Do not cheat. Do not use third-party programs, macros, client-side hacks, edited game files, or anything else that gives you an unfair advantage in the game. This includes promoting or posting links to websites that provide or promote cheats or hacks. Number 10, do not team. Teaming is defined by two or more players in the same match working together in a larger group than is intended for selected game mode. That's basically you can't be with a friend if you're playing solo. Um, do not team kill. There's no excuse for non-accidental team kills if your teammate is That's breaking interesting. the rules. Report them to us instead. Number 12, do not stream snipe. We talked about this last week, right? Yep. This is a form of cheating. You'll be banned if you do it. 13, do not exploit bugs or glitches. This one's a little interesting. If you find a bug or glitch in the game that provides an unfair advantage, let us know about it instead of using the exploit for your own benefit. Then finally, 14, don't share your account. Your account is for your use and your use alone. Do not grant access to your account to anyone else and do not access anyone else's account even with their permission. And then it says, finally, these rules are neither final nor exhaustive. We reserve the right to suspend disruptive users even if their behavior doesn't fall under any of the above rules directly. Be nice, play fair, and respect others and yourself. And it basically says that at the top, TLDR, play fair and respect others. So I know I just blasted you guys with a lot of information, but I think that we have, we, we all played Overwatch, right? And this is a game that is by Blizzard and, or at least it feels like by, by Blizzard, it's really Activision, right? But it's by <laughs> Blizzard and it, like, you don't think of it as being a toxic community and stuff, but like Blizzard and Activision haven't specifically said, you can't do any of this stuff or else we can ban you and i don't think any other shooter that i know of has taken the steps to say this stuff out loud and in a very public way and what i think is interesting about PUBG doing it is really all this document could stand to do is like lose them players that want anarchy online essentially right and cost them the employee cost or the you know uh technology cost of having to actually enforce these rules and moderate it's all a matter of uh it's just a whole um stand from the developers uh when they make a game and uh i would hope i mean this just sound like my code of conduct at work which is awesome i mean i love to hear that right i mean especially the one about not doing any team kills that's you know i I don't know i don't read a lot of code of conducts but if you want to try to develop and you spend so much time working on a multiplayer game i think just more and more the developers are just saying we're not making a game for people to shit on each other or ruin the their their experience because you know we can make the game as as good as possible uh if you have a teammate shooting you in the back it's definitely going to make you uninstall and not want to promote this game if the community around it is shitty and that's the problem with with um season five of competitive of overwatch currently and that's the other game that i actively play on multiplayer right now 
Uh, it's also one of the reasons why I've been continue to play Destiny because most of the time I've been enjoying the people that I've played with, whether yeah. I've, I've been playing with them for a long time, whether they're just people I just met. Uh, surprisingly, I don't know why, but he was just driving a great, great community of people and um, whether I was playing on PvE or PvP. But Overwatch, it's all a matter, and you will compare. When you die in PUBG, there is a go back to lobby button and next to it there is a report button and so that just like you know if there is anything you see being wrong about the way you die here's the button for you in overwatch to report someone even though they encourage people and they improve the report system and they have like in you know you can report someone for 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 poor teamwork for inactivity for griefing for cheating and stuff like yeah. that but mm-hmm. but it, but it's like you got to press p go into the 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 players list that you've met that you've encountered Altered, uh, during your games you gotta click right on someone's name and then at the very bottom next to block there is a it's report like, button report there is a report yeah. button and there is a pop-up and then you know there is a message tag or like a message field and um and the reason and then you i'll do i do it all the time but i don't think that first of all overwatch is taking those seriously enough and they're gonna enforce I don't that because uh, the thing is competitive mode is one very specific thing. Yeah. And, like, people don't like to lose yep. and don't lose well. Yep. I don't know if this is, like, players all around, if it's a, a gender thing or what it... I'm not... I don't know what it is, but some people are real salty losers and, like, can't seem to enjoy the game. One of Blizzard's core values is play nice and play fair. Yep. So they want everyone to treat everyone as equals. And in yep. terms of like when we go to BlizzCon, you guys are going to see that their gaming community is the most diverse and inclusive gaming community that there is and that I've encountered personally. Yep. I think in arcade mode, I haven't come across those issues that you have come across in competitive mode. True. No, in arcade it's, it's way more chill, but yeah. People aren't willing to, like, just play the game. If you lose, you lose. Reevaluate the hero that you're playing. Try again. Some people get really nasty. And I think this is with all competitive games. And the second PUBG becomes, like, eSports-centric, hyper-competitive, and there's money involved or the potential for money to be involved, it's going Mm -hmm. to become a toxic community as well. Oh, I mean, no, for me, there's no... I mean, I don't... I'm, we're not talking about money here. I'm talking about um, an environment where I, where you get grouped up with a bunch of randoms and you and you try to have and competitive is for me not about winning to have a good time. I'm having as much of a good time when I lose three two a tight game against another team. Uh, I, I even enjoy that more sometimes than winning 3-0 in a sweep and the other team like has a lever and I finish with a 6v5 and I almost feel bad for the other team. Um, luckily, I don't know what happened, but this weekend I've only had great people that I play with and I always start my games by sending to the game message. I say good luck and have fun and then the people, obviously I talk to my team and try to find the best comp, but I've found really good people and really communicative and really... Um, um, I want to say open-minded people and people that are here to improve and, and play play well and play fair. So, you know, I've heard a lot of things about Overwatch. Not everybody is, is bad out there. You can still enjoy the game yeah. and, and, and enjoy whatever game mode you want. They are good peoples out there. But it's true that when you play a 6v6, unfortunately, it's this game is so focused on teamwork that when you have a 6-1 that doesn't really want to play with the team he just wants to lock on torbjorn or lock on hanzo when it you know there's it does it just doesn't work for the majority of the team and we're just asking for flexibility not that he cannot play this player i'm i'm all for a guy that is lock locking widow and popping headshots here and there but if the payload is not moving but let's switch you know let's try let's try you (laughs) know what i mean let's Let's try try to win let's actually try and change our tactic and let's try to discuss it you know but in PUBG, my in PUBG is different, my but. assumption of the gameplay is it's a yeah. free for all. Yeah. So it's whoever stays alive wins. Well, and you have duos that match you up with a guy you don't know. If you play, you can you can jump yeah, in exactly. duos and like squads you, with with people you don't know. That you get just matched up with a random guy. Right. But the the appeal of it right now is that you can be as crazy as you want to be, and like crazy things happen all the time. So 
people aren't always seeking to, yeah, you want to win, but mm-hmm. you want to get off that kill in like a really crazy way. Or you want to die in a really spectacular way where it sounds super dramatic and it, it sounds like an action movie. And when we first started playing Overwatch, that's kind of what it was like. And yeah. then it changed. Yeah. And I think PUBG is going to suffer from the same thing that Overwatch is suffering suffering now in terms of like community. The second that changes and if the game becomes more polished... If people decide, okay, we don't want to have fun like this anymore. If the community goes, we want to have fun this way and these are the rules, Mm -hmm. like the meta, then it's going to become toxic and then people aren't going to want to play it anymore. So I wanted to kind of return to this idea with you guys because I I agree with various points that both of you are saying and I I disagree with some others. But more specifically, what I, I wanted to say was we I have specifically talked about and I, and I think others, that we expect this Battle Royale mode of a bunch of multiplayer, everybody crazy free-for-all, start with nothing, look for everything, no loadouts, all that stuff, to affect other AAA game franchises, and that they are going to want to jump on this bandwagon hard and fast, essentially, with the, with whatever they can do within the next six months, do it year now, as fast as they could possibly move, they want to move on. now. Do you think that PUBG coming out and saying, this is how we want our community to behave, these are the rules that we're going to hold them to, and people are free to report um, and try and, you know, self-police the system, do you think, and, and we'll support it by actually banning people and all that stuff, do you think that other companies will be braver about how they expect their users to behave? I mean, it's something that uh, multiplayer games are not that old. And so I think it's something that um, the, the the industry is learning how to handle. And yeah. what I like seeing is that compare, like if I look back at multiplayer games that I was playing 10 years ago, I could hardly see an instance of someone being banned for cheating. Um, it was it was very hard to track. It was very hard to find. Uh, the the cheating way was patched really quickly. Like there was updates, but the reporting system was not something advertised and taken care of. I mean, yeah. Um, so many times in Halo Two, Halo Three, there was people there was people lag switching on us, and there was nothing we could do about it. And uh, only every once in a while, uh, Bungie would launch a set of bands, massive bands, like together. But it was very rare, and it was kind of like um, well seen, of course, but it was very rare and 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 noticeable. Um, and uh, but now I feel like the um, developers are making it part of their of their maintenance flow. It's a little bit more about not just releasing right, a like, game, but, but <laughs> update the patch, ban a bunch of players. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's it's saying. a little right now. I feel like there's a little bit more of a. It's not about okay, ship the game and done. It's there's a little there's way more follow up. We talk about it with DLCs and updates, but it's also um, following up on making sure that the community that gathers around the game is a safe and and nice community. And that's not not something we've seen. Um, and it's going the right direction, is what I'm saying. I think it's going to be hard. I think you're going to ban the wrong person, and then there's going to be like. What's what's to prevent someone from going, hey, everyone, I don't like this person. Let's all report this person. And let's say the limit is like five reports for being toxic. And then you hit your fifth report because an entire team decides they want to report you. And then you get banned from the game. Yeah, but so Sandy, that's having to fix that. I see what you're saying. But I think that that is like that is part of like the cost associated to PUBG, like PUBG has to employ people to look into these things, review cases and follow up on them. I'm saying that like, they don't have to do that. And yet they're choosing to. And I think like largely to me, that makes a big difference. And if I can, like the first thing that I think a lot of people do in PUBG and Yannick, tell me if you did this, but the first thing you do is just mute voice chat so you don't hear all the random people mm-hmm. talking yep. in the lobby or whatever, mm-hmm. right? 
And some of that is because of what you hear in voice chat. And other parts of it is you just know voice chat in most online communities is a big toxic pile of garbage. Right? And it's the same way that sometimes I won't jump in voice chat when I'm certainly when I'm like solo queuing uh, in things like Overwatch or whatever. I'll just like if someone is on voice chat and it's like, hey, guys, let's go to the left. Fine. But if I could actually have some somewhat of a guarantee as a player that I'm going to go jump in voice chat and it is not going to be filled with the most vile shit. I would use voice chat. Wouldn't you? I don't think there's a way to guarantee that, though. I think people come up with slang. They can come up with things to bypass the system. And having to track that down is a lot of hard work. I think instead of saying, don't do this, the better way to go is to incentivize your community and go, hey, for every like positive report that we get, Dota, for example, has uh, you can uh, give someone a positive rating if they've done something really well, and you can also give someone a negative rating if they've done something terrible. If you give people positive ratings, they get priority in the the queue when they wait to play a game, uh, They and you get added benefits. Incentivizing good behavior is the better way to go than going, we're going to ban you for being bad. Because go ahead I, I don't, ban I don't me. Know I can I... just create a new account. Sure, but you're going to have to buy PUBG again for $30, right? Which essentially is like offsetting some of that maintenance cost to continue to ban you. But like Dota, while you say like Dota incentivizes good players, Dota is also like widely known as being a horrible community, especially for new people. So much so that last week you talked about them creating a mode specifically so that they would only be paired with good people when they started the game. I mean, like... That, to me, is largely unsuccessful, and I can't help but wonder if this Iron Hammer approach is going to empower developers. Because, you remember, you know, we like to think as Americans, oh, we have right to freedom of speech, and, and yes, of course, like, people are going to develop code and those sort of things, but that's like saying because people are going to keep murdering that we shouldn't have laws against murdering, like, I think we should. I, we don't have, like, freedom of speech is not a right when you are playing an online game, like you are playing a private game on private servers owned by private companies, sometimes public companies. And you're, they're not beholden to say the constitution of whatever country you're in. They simply are trying to maintain a player base and grow it. And I think that if online services like PUBG are able to put their foot down more and more in the future, that to me, that is going to actually create a better environment because it it's not just going to take PUBG doing it. What it's going to do is take everybody doing it and then years and years of it being in place for it to clean the system up. Because like Sandy, you pointed out, I agree, people just aren't going to do it right away or they're going to develop code and all this stuff and fine, let them develop code. If they want to develop shitty code, fine. But... And by the way, this is the internet. People learn the code very quickly, and then the code becomes a thing, right? Right. Um, That's why, you know, when people said, you know, easy or GG easy in Overwatch, like they turned it into, oh, I need a hug or whatever, right? They People learn the nomenclature of what is the, you know, taunt very quickly. But I'm just hoping that this is going to be a signal to EA and to Activision, and to all the major problems in Ubisoft, and anybody who makes online games in Bungie, to say, hey, you know what? Putting these rules in here is not going to hurt sales of your game. It's not going to hurt your player base. They hit 500,000 people concurrent after these rules came out. So corporations, don't be afraid of this. This is what people actually want. But, like, I think it's already in some of their terms of service. And it's like, yeah, no one reads their terms of service, but I think it's in there already. And I just don't think that there's the bandwidth or the manpower to do that. And right. It has to come hand in hand with, with enforcement. That. Yeah. you. Ha- it. Ha- I agree with you. It has to come hand in hand with actually enforcing it. If nobody enforces it, then... It won't go anywhere. So I'm really, I've got my fingers crossed that this is. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's 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 still progress to do because there's nothing more frustrating than reporting 
reporting people um, over and over and over and not seeing, not feeling like you're making an impact. And uh, myself and my gaming experience of like 20 years of gaming, I've reported many people for uh, various reasons. And the most that I've I've reported is probably on Overwatch. And uh, not that, you know, there are more bad people on there, just that it's, it's, it's a quick. Sure, and, you're super and, and involved. And I you're feel doing. like it's yeah, it's like me serving the community, and and it will serve me back. But maybe I want to be noticed. Be like, hey, remember that guy you play with? We took care of it. Thank you for reporting. I don't, I don't feel like I'm gonna receive any of those emails. I don't think they can even do that. But um, I don't mean to. I don't need to have my reward for reporting someone. But I need to. No, like that's I what need, I'm saying. You shouldn't get rewarded for reporting yeah, someone. You, you should only have, report someone. In the extreme that they're being really abusive. And the thing is, like, I think the reason why Blizzard makes it so many clicks is because it's like, yeah, you have to be committed in reporting someone. In all the games I've played, I've reported one person because they were just beyond obnoxious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's like, and if someone is really obnoxious and mic loud and stuff, I... I mute them, or if they, uh, or if I, you know, there, and if people I really enjoy, there's this prefer player option, and I upvote their card if they are part of the report of the game at the end of it. So I do, I do both. I don't, I don't like to only shit on like the people that I've been bothering. I like to reward or I friend list some of the people that I enjoy playing a lot because I, I don't have a lot of real life friend on, on the game. So I just, I, I don't know. I cannot, I cannot be here and stay still and see someone ruin the experience i'd rather report and then like you said and i think that's what blizzard is doing they're looking at the logs they now that's what the developers are putting into their game they have they have the logs of the game they have the they have the recording they can probably go back and watch any other game and and listen to the voice chat obviously if you're on voice chat in game uh they probably have all those data that they store for a certain amount of time and they probably you know so that like you said it needs to be followed up by by human resources and i have the same concern than you uh sandy is that as much as those systems are in place Nobody really knows if you have enough people actually checking them and if it's really being used wisely and 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 correctly. Because you know we've all had when I was a kid we would always, like you said, bully someone like six of us or fourteen of us like the whole clan report this guy from the other clan blah blah blah. Um, but yeah, I think I think right now they have the tools and the power to be able to to do a little bit smarter bands and uh and and i think also that's what they're taking a little bit carefully they have to really an- analyze data and see who is bad who is good man we've taken a passionate stand on this one <laughs> well i think it was worth it i did play tacoma and we're gonna just have to save that for next week but uh i want to piggyback yeah. on bungie real quick steam um, because we talked about the pub, the 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 um, success of Steam of of PUBG, uh, certainly PUBG is helping. But um, the uh, we, we we've seen some like decks from Geek Warrior. They've they've posted screenshots of of decks of the um, of uh, of Valve um, during the casual connect in Seattle. Uh, that Valve uh, unveiled some numbers um, of their expansion, especially the expansion of Steam, and that currently 67 million people are using Steam Steam every month. So we're talking about 67 active members, active users, and uh, and uh, and every day it's 33 million people using the platform so i'm guessing that those numbers are a little bit biased because you know how like steam when you install it it it, it launched on startup so even if you <laughs> don't come and game uh your steam software is probably launching so that's what they're measuring is my guess because having 67 people every month and having 33 half of them connecting every day uh is a little bit sounds like a little bit of a stretch but you know i would believe it uh the um, the 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 record that they ever ever had was 14 million people simultaneously uh, on Steam. 14 million people playing different games, obviously. Um, it also showed us that you know 27 new 27 million new users arrived since January 2016. So PC gaming and Steam certainly saw a, a nice bump in the last year or so, last 18 month. Um, it's almost like 1.5 million people each month, if you guys need some math here. And uh, to compare a little bit, Xbox Live in uh, Xbox Live in on March 31st was 
peaking at 52 million users and uh, the PlayStation Network PlayStation Network is at 70 million uh, of users each month. So Steam is definitely super close to catching up on the console gaming which sounds console gaming sounds like it's just easier to opt in. Um, and Steam sounds like it's becoming the platform to come and, and, and use PC games. Well, it certainly was before this, so no surprises in those numbers, I think. Uh, yeah. It's it's massive. And and one might say it has too much power, but we can. it's a topic for <laughs> another show. Many might say that. Many might say that. Many might say that, so... And well, it's because guys. they're getting all their money from like the games they sell and the international. Good job, oh, guys. The international. There you go. Twenty five percent goes to real people. Who do you think the <laughs> other seventy five percent goes to? Come on, they're getting that money. Uh, that was a good debate, guys. Yeah, I really well, appreciate we, you it. Know, we sometimes have like compact news. Sometimes we like to expand on stuff, and and maybe we'll come back very soon. I know that Blizzard also has a has something to announce, and and have they're working on something where they're gonna take a little bit uh, a little bit more of a stand and, and action to make people feel welcome and make people feel um, feel uh, okay and safe about when when playing this game and. Uh, and it's certainly something that everybody is involved into those days, it seems like. Yeah, all I can say at this point is, you know, I'm rooting for them. I want I want it to be good and to get better. It's it's that sort of thing where I'm just rooting for things to be uh, as good as they can be. And I think uh, everybody needs to work together towards that. And I'd so, rather I'd rather have uh, I'd rather have popular games having to fix their problems than having games that cannot find anybody to play with. So <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Um all right. That does it for us this week, you guys. You can get every episode for free at pixelsweekly.com like we always tell you. You can follow us at Pixelscast on Twitter, at Pixelsweekly, everywhere else. And um hey Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes slash whatever you're listening to. If you're an Overcast, press that recommendation star. Try that. Or, you know, just tell a friend. That's basically what we're asking. All right. That does it for us this week. And until next time. Adios. Au revoir. And we'll see you next week.